0: Want to know if Puka Nakua, Devonte Adams, and Devonta Smith can have rebound weeks in fantasy in week seven? It's time to break it down right here, right now, as we look at our wide receiver and tight end rankings on Locked On Fantasy Football.
1: You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com.
1: Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com.
0: All right, Michelle. It is the middle of the week. That means we're going to dive into our second set of rankings here, the wide receivers and tight ends. We'll look at the differences we have on our boards, the similarity as well for this week. And we do have quite a few guys in common, and we're going to explore some guys that we want to come back here and have good fantasy football weeks in week seven. Before we do that, I'm going to tell you this crossover Thursday episode brought to you by Price Picks. So we're crossing over all the time to give you our fantasy football insight, but check out our experts there breaking down the game. There, check it out. And really, you can go to Daily Fantasy Sports. Uh, and make it easy on yourself. Go to PricePix.com slash and use the promo code, lowercase Lockdown NFL, all locked NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, Michelle, it is uh, time to dive in. And uh, it's funny, we had a lot of similarities with our quarterback rankings right from the top. And it's no different here with our wide receiver rankings for the week, probably because there's not a lot of elite options out there.
1: Yeah, I will say the wide receivers are a lot deeper this week. Yeah. I mean, it's still a lot of guys that you're taking a risk on, but there's a lot of guys that have a lot higher ceilings as you go through the list. Unlike running backs, where you're like, I'll just be happy if this running back scores eight to 10 points. Here, I actually think you have a lot of options. So with wide receivers, I think you're going to want to play the wide receiver position in your flex spot, not running backs this week. But yeah, I'm excited to get into all these guys. Obviously, at the top, our top six are the same. In a slightly different order, but Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, and Mon Ross and Brock. Like, no questions about it. They should be great, right? And then we also have Brandon Ayuk up there towards the top. Uh, I have him at eight, you have him at seven. He might be the only healthy pass catcher for the 49ers in a great matchup. So he should be lovely this week. But how are you feeling about Puka Nakua after his disappointing game last week?
0: Well, this matchup is not that bad against the Steelers. Their secondary hasn't played all that well. They have some experience back there, but not a lot of production so far from those corners. And uh, the other option is the first-round pick, Joey Porter Jr. So it's either older guys or inexperienced guys there in that secondary. And I think Puka Nakua can be schemed open. I also expect the Rams, as we have Cooper Cup, but both pretty high. I'm at four. I'm at two. That I look at this situation, they're going to throw a lot here. Uh, this question about the backfield between Zach Evans and Royce Freeman and Daryl Henderson, I think their response is: look, let's just throw the ball often here on the Steelers. And the Steelers have given up some fantasy points to running backs, but they're going to look and say these are best players. We're going to target them often. They kind of phased out uh, not only uh, Tyler Higby. We'll talk about him. I think he's dropped at this point, but Tutu Atwell wasn't also involved that much here. After these two guys. So the targets were there. He had a chance to score a couple of touchdowns last week against the Cardinals. So it's there. The opportunities are there. And I, I think you'll see Puka be there. I think he's a top 10 guy every week, Michelle, just because of his usage of this offense.
1: Yeah, same. I have a wide receiver seven. You have him at ten. The Steelers are giving up the third most receiving yards and fifth most touchdowns per game. Two wide receivers this season. Great play, and all the targets are going to Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. So keep plugging Nakua in. Don't stress about last week. What about Devonte Adams and Jacoby Myers? Because Jacoby Myers has been fantastic as long as Jimmy Garoppolo is playing. But that's the question mark here. Will Jimmy Garoppolo play? Or they said it would be Aiden O'Connell again if Brian Hoyer, if Jimmy Garoppolo misses, it will not. They will not go to Brian Hoyer yet. So Aiden O'Connell, how would you feel about Devonte Adams and Jacoby Myers this week if that happens?
0: Well, I actually think it might be better for him, and here's why: I think that Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a little bit careful. He's a little bit like Derek Carrish in the fact that he doesn't throw to guys if he has any hesitancy about throwing an interception. I think Brian Hoyer probably has that same mindset. Like, I don't want to make a mistake, so I'm not going to force it to the guy that I want. But then, the targets. They've evaporated here for Devontae Adams. I know one of the weeks had Jair Alexander. Fine. They were trying to take him out of the game because the Packers don't want to be burned by their old guy. But last week was inexcusable there in that game, just not his usage working against the Patriots, who are really thin in the secondary. So this week, Aidan O'Connell, one thing he did was target Devontae Adams a lot in the one matchup. It didn't uh, produce a lot because he was a little bit ineffective, but still he's going to get him double-digit targets because what does a rookie quarterback do? He throws the most reliable guy that can get open. So I look at this matchup. Remember, it's very familiar to him, the Bears. He used to kill them as a Packer here. So he's probably going to look on the other side and say, get me going. I can explode on this team. They do have all their healthy corners here, but look, these guys have played against Devontae Adams before and not been able to stop him. So I think he's going to be the guy that Sees a ton of targets the week. So Aiden O'Connell going there is actually not too bad because I think you'll definitely see the targets bump up with the rookie quarterback.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's bad for Devonte Adams. I do think it's bad for Jacoby Myers. Yeah. We saw Myers targets completely disappear with Aiden O'Connell when he started back uh, in week four, I believe it was. He only had four targets, two receptions, 33 yards. And like you said, these rookie inexperienced quarterbacks, they go to their first read. That's going to be Devonte Adams' most plays. And then when that's not open, he just they check it down often, right, to the running back, and that's exactly what he did in his first start. Josh Jacobs got 11 targets in that game. So Devante Adams, Josh Jacobs are looking fine with Aiden O'Connell. Jacoby Myers maybe not so much. I haven't pushed down if that is Aiden O'Connell who has to start. Now I was super high on Devonta Smith this week. I'm not normally. I normally have him in the lower teens or in the high 20s, but we both have him at wide receiver 13. But now, all of a sudden, a little injury has popped up. Are we worried about the injury? It's a great matchup against the Dolphins. You expect it to be a super high-scoring game. But with this injury, are you worried at all? Well,
0: it's interesting. A.J. Brown, ever since he carped on the sideline and had that conversation with Jeff Hurts, he's had an unbelievable stretch. He's actually now number two to Tyreek Hill in receiving yardage pace. He's on track for more than 1,900 receiving yards. We know Tyreek is still chasing that two thousand yard season. So when you look at this game, I think these receivers—you have four of the best fantasy receivers out there. When you look at these three and uh, Jalen Waddle, so yeah, there should be some opportunities. These secondaries have struggled quite a bit. any Howard is a little bit banged up. So I look at this. I think they've done enough <laughs> squeaky wheel greasing for AJ Brown. I mean, this has been multiple weeks here. I think he can have an off game <laughs> and some or someone can contain him a little bit. Like if I'm the Dolphins, that's the person I try to take away right downfield. And Devonta should see some more favorable coverage in this one. And he can also get into the slot if needed and uh, make plays that way. So, look, I think it's just been the case of, okay, we're going to feed A.J. Brown a lot because that's what he wanted. But in this particular game, I think you have to be smarter if you're Jalen Hurts. He struggled, right? I mean, forcing the ball to one player is not the way that, Jalen Hurts has been very good. I mean, he's throwing interceptions because he's getting too locked into one guy, not involving all three guys, including Dallas Goddard. So I I think this is a good game for Devonta. I'm not too worried about the injury here yet. And look, it's his time. And the funny thing about Devonta, he's not going to say anything. He's just going to go out there and play hard. So he just has to hope, Hey, remember me, Jalen Hurts? Uh, He's got to throw to him more this week.
1: And he did. I mean, he had 11 targets in week six. It just, only came down exactly. with five receptions, 44 yards. So it's nice to see the targets still there. I am a little bit worried about the hamstring injury that's suddenly popped up. Just keep an eye on that. But if he plays, I, I want to play him this week. There's two guys that were kind of swapped on, right? You have Hollywood Brown at 14. I have him at 23 against the Seahawks. And then Drake London, I have at 15. You have at 25. So I think Drake London has a much higher upside than a guy like Hollywood Brown. Well, you are a bit like a good amount higher on hollywood brown than drake london this week is there a reason why you're higher on hollywood brown or is it just because he's pretty consistent with his targets
0: well i think if you look at the seahawks secondary they've not been very good this season and they have some players back there but they're a little bit inconsistent i know they played a little bit better last week against cincinnati on the road but i think they're gonna have to throw quite a bit i think the seahawks can control this game against the cardinals i think we're going to see that volume base more as the cardinals are starting to falter as a team as a whole and they're going to get behind here so I think he's guaranteed to get a ton of volume here now with Drake London I'm not sure this game is going to be all that high scoring and I'm always a little bit afraid on the front end I think I trust Geno Smith in this matchup at home against Cardinals a little bit more than Desmond Ritter on the road against the Buccaneers so that's essentially what it comes down to I think these guys could easily finish inside the top 20 right near each other but I I think that's what it comes down to but I still love Drake London as a play this week. I mean, he's come off career highs in the big three categories, targets, catches, yards. They're going to keep involved. And the Bucks have been vulnerable to the number one targets, not necessarily outside or inside, but just the team's top target on the other side. I think London is that over pits at this point.
1: Yeah, and it's hard to run on the Buccaneers, so I expect them to have to pass. The Buccaneers are allowing a lot of fantasy points to wide receivers this season. So really love Drake London's ceiling this week. Of course, he could always just ghost you, like we saw a couple times this year, but I, I feel good about him this week. Talking about ghosting you, at Thursday night game tonight. Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be playing for the Jaguars, which is good for the wide receivers and Evan Ingram, but can how confident are you that Calvin Ridley will have a good game? Cause it seems like either he has 20 points or he has nothing. Like there's no in between here. So if you had a pick Calvin Ridley or Christian Kirk, would you rather go with the safety or the high upside?
0: Yeah, I think Christian Kirk actually might have both of these things. Now, if you look at their scoring on the season, they're both right there. You have a borderline wide receiver two And Calvin Ridley, in the top 24, you got Christian Kirk, 1920, depending on the scoring there. So they've been, about even I think Kirk has just been more consistent right I mean Ridley has had the big game he's uh, had that and then he's had the touchdown in one game when he doesn't score or have those yards he usually is not all that productive so when you look at that Christian Kirk I think is a little bit safer based on the matchup I think it's a tough overall Saints secondary I think he's also the better guy to play either way with Trevor Lawrence or CJ Beathard so you look at it they're a little bit weaker in the slot they have Marshall Lattimore outside Paulson Debo is also playing well. So. I think Kirk is going to take advantage of the better matchup here without Zay Jones. He's been ruled out of this game. So, Kirk, I like a little bit more than Ridley, but I think Ridley would be okay. But you just have to think right now, both of these guys, I think you have to break it down. Christian Kirk is a back end wide receiver, too. Calvin Ridley is a wide receiver, three as it stands with upside, however, and should we play it?
1: Yeah. I mean, he scored over 14 plus fantasy points in PPR League each of the last five games. So he's done it five out of six games they've played. Calvin Ridley has only hit that number twice. And it's the two games that he had, you know, one was in week one with 24 points, and then in week five with 20 points. So it's really just boomer bust with Ridley. Really, Christian Kirk is getting it done. So I'm with you. I think Christian Kirk's a better play tonight. But if you have Calvin Ridley, you're still playing him because the upside you know that he does have. And when we get, you know, into our next tier here that we'll get into the next segment. There, there's a lot of risky guys, too, with high upside, but I think Calvin Ridley offers that to you on a more, you know, uh, you feel a little bit better about plugging him in than some of the lower options.
0: Yeah, for sure. We will get into some of those uh, guys ranked a little bit lower this week, but still viable there as wide receiver threes or flexes. We'll do that here. and Then uh, we'll close the show looking at the tight end rankings. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen today. And every day, we're your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player player in your league. We're part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. Now, a word from one of our great sponsors. Michelle and everyone, I can't say enough about the Bird Dogs. I mean, they're fantastic with their apparel. They have amazing stretch khaki shorts. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg. It really looks great, and it's hot. We both uh, live down in the south, so we can uh, wear shorts at this time of year. Yes, we can, because it's uh, that advantageous here when we have very pleasant weather here, so I like to uh, wear it, and uh, it's good for anything. If I'm taking a walk with the dog or just chilling in the house, I mean, Bird Dogs is going to make me feel comfortable and uh, help me move the way I would like, and uh, the best thing is uh, we we have anti-stink sweat wicking fabric for you when you're wearing Bird Dogs. It keeps you cool and dry all day long. That's very cool and comfortable for you. And uh, really, you can't go wrong with bird dogs. And uh, we always uh, can uh, count on getting a free gift if you're ordering bird dogs for the first time. I do have a few. This is one of mine, uh, the Tumblr that I got here that's a uh, Yeti style. But right now, they're offering a nice bird dogs water bottle with your order. So check it out. at birddogs.com And you enter the promo code LOCKNFL at checkout. You get a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LOCKNFL for free water bottle checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off, we promise you. All right, Michelle, it is time to dive into more of our wide receiver rankings here for week seven now. Tough spot here for DJ Moore. He's going to get Tyson Bajent here, the Bajent of change, according to the newspapers, or this secret Bajent man, whatever you want to call him. He's the quarterback here for the Bears against the Raiders at home. We're down, but not too down, as you might think here. We're wide receiver 18 for me. Wide receiver 19. What do you expect from DJ Moore this week, Michelle?
1: It's really going to come down to, can he break off a long one, right? You expect a lot of short targets to DJ Moore from the backup, but again, backups typically like their number one option. So I do think they're going to try to get the ball into DJ Moore's hands to see what he can do after the catch. That's where he's so special. He could definitely break one off. Now the Raiders passing defense has been surprisingly like pretty good. So that worries me a little bit. I don't expect huge things from DJ Moore, but he's just kind of one of those plays you got to plug in and just hope for the best.
0: Yeah, you're playing. I mean, we, you're right. I mean, that's one thing. I mean, we talked about a little bit with the quarterback potentially starting on the other side of Nate O'Connell. The, these rookie quarterbacks like security blankets. Like, I don't necessarily think it's always going to be the tight end. Cole Komet, I would fade here in this game because he's very touchdown dependent. But DJ Moore Clear is the number one option, much like Devontae Adams. These guys can get open a little bit easier all over the field. So that's helpful. So yeah, I think DJ Moore will be okay. I just don't have a lot of confidence that he'll get close to the end zone, really anybody on this Bears team, which is a bummer with Tyson Bajan. But I think he could easily compile a game with some massive targets. Now, some people are torn on this other receiver from the NFC North uh, playing the Broncos this week. Christian Watson kind of reestablished himself coming back from the injury last game out against the Raiders as their number one. It's a good matchup on paper. The Broncos, we know, are stinking against everything, especially in the pass game. I think some are looking at, oh, is Pat Sertain too going to be? But he's not playing all that well right now. So wide receiver 25 for you, Michelle. Wide receiver 22. I think, uh, unfortunately, if you have Romeo Dobbs, I think this uh, shifts a little bit more to Watson going forward.
1: I actually like both this week. Christian Watson obviously gives you that super high upside. So I love to plug him into my flex because he does have the ceiling to like win you a fantasy week. He's electric. We know that he needs to catch the ball. That's kind of sometimes his biggest issue here. And also he needs to get accurate targets from Jordan love. So those two things have to still mesh together, but I do like Christian Watson moving for the season, especially in this matchup. So definitely want him in my lineup lineup. And I think Romeo Dobbs is a fine play. I think he's one of those safer plays. Like we're, we're going to be talking about Curtis Samuel in a little bit. I think of him a lot, like a Curtis Samuel where he should get some targets. And if he gets in the end zone, you'll be happy. If not, then you might get, you know, a low end or, you know, maybe an RB three out of him If you're playing in PPR.
0: Yeah, it's just hard because there's not going to be enough balls to go around for Watson, Dubs. We like Luke Musgrave. We'll talk about him. Jaden Reed working the slot. So somebody's going to be left out every week. And I think with these uh, next group of wide receivers, uh, we're looking at also guys that kind of get passed over by other guys in their own offense. Jordan Addison gets the 49ers. you got to deal with TJ Hawkinson, KJ Osborne. Terry McLaurin has got to deal with the aforementioned Curtis Samuel, and they say they're going to get Jahan Dots the ball more, but Logan Thomas is the concern there. And Gabe Davis, sometimes Josh Allen just cannot turn away from Curtis to Stephon Diggs over and over again. So I think it, we had one of these guys who do really well last week with his uh, work in McLaurin. Addison scored. Gabe Davis really had his first clunker in quite some time. So how do you kind of feel about these guys this week?
1: Yeah. It was like Davis was doing really well in the first drive. It was like, oh, this is going to be a Davis game. Like you were watching it right away. It was looking good. And then he fumbled. And then after that, it just felt like they never went back to him. I just don't know if he saw another target after that. I mean, I know he did, but it didn't feel like it. He ended up doing nothing. So that was really his first bad game since week one. It, it, the Patriots matchup is kind of hit or miss. It's like, we're scared of it because Bill Belichick, but at the same time, maybe Bill Belichick will focus on just stopping Stefan Diggs and more targets will go to Gabe Davis. So I'm, I'm happy throwing him in. I will say Terry McLaurin, he's had 10 plus targets in two of the last three games. So he is getting more involved. He's only scored one touchdown on the season. He's never really been a big touchdown guy. So, but like, if he gets 11 targets again and he ends up getting to the end zone, he's going to be a top 15 play. This week. No, like, so I I do think he's still a really great play. And against that giant secondary, he should be able to have success. And with Jordan Addison, it's hard because he didn't see more targets without Justin Jefferson. He actually saw less, right? He only had five targets. He did come down with a touchdown. It's very confusing what happened to them against the Bears and why the Vikings' offense was so bad. I can't imagine they're gonna be better against the 49ers defense. But at the same time, I think Addison offers too much upside to sit him. So if I had to order these, it would go Terry McLaurin, Jordan Addison, Gabe Davis. But they're all very
0: close. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, the other thing you have to consider is the Vikings probably were just grinding the game out to win it, right? They do typically have a lead or in control of games late, and they faced a team that wasn't going to come back with a backup undrafted rookie quarterback so that helped but they're gonna to have to put the ball up in the air a lot against the 49ers I think this week and that's gonna help when the targets go up we know that's gonna help the production as well now Deontay Johnson we'll see if he can return he has the potential here to uh, have impact right away but I think this more helps uh, George Pickens I think just having another target there to consider as well as a uh, path frame this week so Kenny Pickett, I wouldn't necessarily trust him in this Rams matchup. They've been pretty good against the pass uh, in general if you're looking at a super flex play. But I think I'm going to wait a week on Deontay, but I do like George Pickens quite a bit this week.
1: Yeah. I'm going to wait a week on Deontay Johnson as well. Coming back from a hamstring injury. Normally you get brought back slowly. So I don't expect him on the field too much. I do expect him to play, uh, but probably limited snaps. I think George Pickens is fine in this matchup, but if you do have him, I would love to trade him away before Deontay Johnson gets back on the field. The only two good games that George Pickens has had this year is when he's had double digit targets. He's not going to get that with Deontay Johnson. Unfortunately, he's talented enough. He should, but he won't because Deontay Johnson is the lead guy there. So I think Pickens is still okay for this week. We'll talk further about that next week, how Deontay might affect him once he's back fully. Two guys that I'm eyeing, as I think is really good flex plays that you probably normally don't play. One being Curtis Samuel. We brought that up. How Sam Howell just really, really likes to go to him. So, and he's he scored a touchdown in each of the last two games. I do really love the matchup against the Giants for him and for Sam Howell and then Wandell Robinson in the same game the going up against the commanders secondary that has allowed DJ Moore, AJ Brown, Drake London, Marvin Mims and Stefan Diggs to all have over 110 receiving yards against them over the last five games they are just giving away yards to wide receivers and Wandell Robinson is the he's the lead receiver in this offense for receptions and he didn't even play the first two games so i think he's getting more more and more involved and i really love his upside in this matchup
0: yeah watch to see who starts there at quarterback torad taylor's looked pretty good with Wandell robinson they connected on all their targets last week he's actually passing the ball well when he had that opportunity against the bills those numbers didn't show for or maybe if they had punched in those two opportunities at the end of the half so we would have an upset and we'd feel a little bit better about the giants offense mm-hmm. this week but when you look at Wandell robinson yeah he's their best receiver already It's not even a question and uh, Darren Waller has been a little bit disappointing at tight end. I still think this offense is going to pretty much go through, I'd say Waller, Robinson and Saquon Barkley when they're throwing the ball. So pretty compressed here. They're not going to force it when Robinson is looking involved. Curtis Samuels has been sneaky good, but I hate to say, I think you need a touchdown from him to really make it pay off. So. I would actually like Wanda a little bit more than Curtis Samuel if I was going in the direction this week, uh, just for a little bit more upside. So I'd go there. Now, two other guys on the fringe here, and I'll mention what I like about Rasheed Rice this week. And there's something more to it. They get the Chargers. They're the, definitely their secondary is really struggling all over the field. But I could see Rushy Rice now finally getting to line up a little bit more outside because they added Miko Hardman back. So they made a trade. He's back. He was their slot guy last year. So now this opens up the opportunity for Rice to play more on a regular basis outside. So somebody's going to be squeezed out there of those regular targets. Justin Watson, keep in mind, he's hurt and banged up. He's a deep threat. So Rice could be needed just overall. So I really like him this week. And Jameis Williams, I think for the time being, He's boomer bust. You got to get that touchdown, the big play. He's kind of the new Rashid Shaheed. You need that touchdown or big play, or he's going to be useless in fantasy. So I like uh, Rashid Rice better this week, I think.
1: He's Rashid Shahid, but he actually plays with a good quarterback. Yeah. A, a yeah. good quarterback, A, and then also a quarterback that has a shoulder. Uh, Working, yeah. so I, I like Jamison Williams here. I'm just a Derek Carr hater. For anyone confused, yeah. why I always just like crap on uh, the Saints quarterback, I just don't like Derek Carr whatsoever. But yeah, Jamison Williams, I definitely I would prefer to just like kind of fly with him in DFS. You know, I don't really feel comfortable plugging him into my year round fantasy league or weekly fantasy league just because of the so boomer bust but he definitely could come through with a, a big touchdown in this game that should be relatively high scoring for the ravens and the lions um, we'll get into the tight ends both the tight ends in that game that ravens lions game after we hear a word from a couple more of our sponsors This show is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If, you, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the option, action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options including spreads, player props, over/unders and more. So visit fanduel.com/lockedon and enjoy the NFL season. Again, that's fanduel.com/lockedon and enjoy the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This episode is also sponsored by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKED ON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com, promo code LOCKED ON. All right, we have to get into the dreaded tight end rankings. I'm so sorry that I'm making us do this, but everyone has to make these decisions. Hopefully you have Travis Kelsey, because that's pretty much the one way you're very happy this year. Maybe Sam Laporta, right? Let's hit on Mark Andrews really quick, because you have him as your tight end, two. I still have him as tight end, four. He's There's no question around it. If you roster Mark Andrews, you're playing him, and you're still pretty happy overall. But I just wanted to ask you the question, is Mark Andrews still an elite fantasy
0: tight end yeah I think he's there I mean given the landscape of tight end I mean I think there's Travis Kelsey and then there's everyone else right so I mean when you look at everyone else uh, I mean it's between him and Sam LaPorta this year and TJ Hawkinson so that's it but Andrew's maybe more big game dependent that's been his biggest production this year like he's had some solid other games but uh he's also missed some time and Look, this is a great matchup. The Lions do give up a lot to the tight end consistently here. And when they face better tight ends, not just average tight ends and Mark Andrews is a big part of what the Ravens want to do with the past game. And we also think this could be a high scoring game. So we want to have some pieces attached to it. Coincidentally, the other side of this, the Ravens are really stingy against tight ends. So interesting to see how it's going to play out between these two, but uh, He's still not going to fade Laporta all that much. I mean, there's just not a lot too much behind him here. And I think the attention is going to be on the wide receivers a little bit more. So that's going to help here. But, yeah, I have uh, Andrews at two. Uh, I think uh, we're flip flop here because I have uh, Laporta at four and you have him at two. So I'm doing it based on the matchup here for sure. And, again, Kelsey won. And uh, I think the big question this week is are we going to get that uh, George Kittle week <laughs> behind these guys. It was definitely uh, disappointing uh, last week.
1: Yeah, I did just want to say for Mark Andrews real quick. Uh, it's It's been a while since he's been, you know, elite. I feel like over his last 14 games, he has scored more than 12 fantasy points in PPR just three times of those 14 games has scored fewer than 10 points in 50% of his games. I'll, I'll, I'm only bringing this up just to, you know, get it start questioning was that second round price worth it i i don't think he's in that elite elite status at this point or close to travis kelsey but he is a weekly must start so we can move on george kittle yeah i don't know is he gonna go is he gonna have a huge game those are his two options right he he only can do one or the other i would say with cmc and devo maybe out maybe limited He should have a a really big game that the one game this year where he's seen a lot of targets that was with Brandon Ayuk out. I think he just needs one of these guys to miss and he should see his targets increase.
0: Yeah. and Look, Hawkinson's on the other side of the field. They're good buddies. They went to Iowa together. You know, they're going to be motivated to push each other. So I like Hawk actually on the other side. I know typically you don't play your tight ends uh, against the 49ers, but it's Hawkinson. You got to play Hawkinson, yeah. Yeah, they treat him like a wide receiver a little bit with the way they use him, and George Kittle can get that treatment as well. Should Debo miss the game? I think Debo is the bigger concern right now than uh, Christian McCaffrey, it looks like, sounds like. So, Kittle, again, it's Minnesota. It's not uh, this totally daunting defense, so you can go that direction. What we need a little bit of is the Vikings making it somewhat competitive so the 49ers uh, can take advantage of the matchup with Purdy, and that'll help Kittle this week. Now, this seems to be a question. These are two guys we draft in the middle tier every week week we asked this question. Darren Waller, he's playing the Commanders, who have been pretty good against the tight end, but they gave up a blow-up game to uh, Cole Komet. And then you look at uh, Kyle Pitts. Uh, Again, the Buccaneers, uh, look, I I think it's a middle-of-the-road matchup there for Pitts. But again, would you uh, play one over the other more confidently this week? I still think you got to play both these guys, but I wouldn't feel great about it. I think I would just say Pitts based on the usage a little bit more than
1: Waller. Yeah, I think they're pretty similar. I'm not thrilled to play either just because their utilization is kind of sporadic. I know Kyle Pitts got into the end zone last week, but that's really the only thing that saved his day. First touchdown of the year. I don't think he's ever had back to back touchdowns because he has three in his whole career, but we'll see. Maybe he can get in again. But Darren Waller has yet to get into the end zone this year, and that's killing him. I mean, but I do expect both you know, the giants and the Falcons are going to have trouble running too much because those are two good run defenses, but they are, you can pass on these guys. So they should get some targets. I will say, I think John Smith though is probably the best play of these three. It's John o. Smith who actually is averaging more fantasy points per game than Kyle Pitts since week two by a lot, too, by two more fantasy points per game. That's a large margin. So it's John o. Smith that's been really, really consistent. Um, I-, I think I'd rather go with John o. Smith than either Kyle Pitts or Darren Waller, but all three are playable.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jonah, I know as soon as we're all on him, it's going to be bad, right? As soon as, like, okay, oh, he's involved, and then Desmere could easily regress here and uh, have trouble on the road. So, a little concerned a little bit with this whole Falcons offense, just not exactly what we expected overall. But, I'm going to see Drake London going. Maybe this will help the tight ends as well if a Ritter can still throw for high volume. That's been the key, right, to unlocking these guys that they're throwing and they can challenge to throw for 300 yards. Before we're like, oh, 150 is a great passing total for the Falcons. So that's been important in making these uh, guys uh, much more viable in fantasy because Jonah Smith pretty much, you look at him and Pitts, they're pretty much the other so-called wide receivers on this team after you get to Drake London. So Luke Musgrave, great matchup this week. I put him at 9, you have him at 10. I'm hoping he comes through. I mean, the Broncos, this is why I'm not so sure about dubs. I think this could be more of a Watson-Musgrave-Reed game. So that's I'm feeling it, but Musgrave has made some big plays. He's flashed. We need to see him get involved. We also need to see less of Tucker Craft and Josiah Dogara on the field and make sure that he's the guy that's getting the key targets downfield here from Jordan Love. And I think after the bye, they'll make sure to get him involved.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's had, we know week four, he left early with the concussion, but the two full games he's played last eight targets and seven targets, I'll take that against this Broncos defense. That's giving up quite a bit of yards and fantasy points to tight ends this year. So I, I really love this matchup for Luke Musgrave. And I think he's a really, really solid play. If you don't have one of the elite guys and there's not many of them, cause I think it's Travis Kelsey and Then even behind the good guys, right, if you don't have the Kittle or Andrews, Hawkinson, Laporta, even Goddard, then I I think Luke Musgrave is definitely in question here is that next guy up that could score the most.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, Evan Ingram's the mix, but he's just kind of not a high-ceiling guy. He's pretty much a high-floor guy player. So Musgrave is your ceiling play if you're looking for plug-and-play off the waiver wire this week. And still available in a lot of leagues, Michelle. So keep that in mind. If you're running a tight end, they have one of those guys off. Go for him this week. Now, Tyler Higby. I don't think we need to really talk about him. He's just done. No. We're not Yeah. No. So, but – We're going to look here. Dalton Kincaid is hurt. He missed last week's game. Looks like he has a chance to come back against the Patriots. So one rookie that was hyped a lot, other than Luke Busgrave and Sam LaPorta. There's another rookie that was also hyped, Michael Mayer, and he got uh, all the targets early in the game against the Patriots last week, getting heavily involved all of a sudden, become the starting tight end. You could again have a rookie quarterback, and he might be looking at the tight end a little bit more. So I think if you're going to play either, based on the matchup, the Bears matchup, the usage, not having to split. I think Michael Mayer, not only this week, but the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, I I really would love to get to see Michael Mayer one more week before I had to plug him in. Right. If I had to choose between Mayer and Kate, I would go with Mayer because at least we've seen him you know, get the workload. He doesn't have to split as much as Kincaid does with Dawson Knox. It seems like it's really moving over to Mayer instead of Austin Hooper. And I love that, you know, we we saw a 75-yard game from him. That's awesome. I would really love to see one more week of consistent usage before I started to believe in him. But if you're desperate for a tight end and Luke Musgrave isn't out there or Jonu Smith isn't available, I, I think Michael Mayer is uh, a possible start, although I don't feel great about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's uh, deep in our rankings here for sure. I mean, uh, you have him pretty – well, I think you should pretty happy him at the same spot at 16, which is very interesting. But, yeah, that's what we're looking at here with Michael Mayer. Uh, it's a deeper league play, and we'll see. I wanted him to get more involved, but at least now Josh McDaniels accepts he's the best tight end is playing that way. So maybe some numbers coming his way there uh, in the second half of the season. And I still don't get the Dalton Kincaid pick. They kept saying – Okay, we're going to treat him as a wide receiver. It's going to be number three wide receiver. He's going to give uh, these guys some support. I simply do not get this draft pick at all because Dawson Knox keeps playing. Don Kincaid is hurt, so maybe a little bit of whiff there by the Bills. They could use a little bit more offensive line help, and uh, that's uh, maybe what they should have done instead there the draft to help their offense. But, yeah, that's uh, something we'll look at later. Maybe Kincaid will see a bigger role here down the line and uh, could have some value still based on this tight end landscape. But one last guy I want to talk about, Taysom Hill. We'll just go yes or no. Would you take a chance on him here on Thursday night?
1: It's just flipping a coin. Does he rush (laughs) for a touchdown? Uh, No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't
0: okay i would say why not just roll the dice on him i mean at this point he had seven catches last week 49 yards that's a tight end one for you michelle in 2023 so yes roll the dice on him i think they're going to get him involved annoyingly once again and maybe he'll have to play quarterback if uh, your guy Derek carr continues to stink Mm. it up here soon and then (laughs) he will have the slash value all over the field so yeah, Taysom Mill is going to be interesting to see what happens with him on Thursday night and all your assets. Good luck with all those uh, players, Jaguars and Saints, that you have in your lineup this week. And again, thanks for joining us for wide receiver and tight end rankings. We'll close with our DFS picks on FanDuel and then our prize picks picks of the week for Locked on Fantasy Football. This has been Vinny Iyer
1: And I'm Michelle Majuke. Bye, y'all.